0: Staver, And this is Ohio Politics Explained, a podcast where you give us 15 minutes and we give you all the news you need to sound smart and impress your friends when you go out this weekend. Welcome back to another episode of Ohio Politics Explained, the holy crap, that's a lot of news edition. This week, we're explaining a proposal to protect abortion access here in Ohio, which officials drank the tap water in East Palestine, why conservatives are backing a bill to restrict transgender medical care, and how a settlement from the Boy Scouts might require a legal change here in Ohio. Joining me this week, back from East Palestine, is reporter Haley B. Miller. Hello. It's good to be back in Columbus. And before we get started, I just want to make that quick personal pitch that if you find Oak to be interesting, informative, or helpful, please consider leaving us a review on Apple iTunes iTunes, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. Our first topic is the train derailment in East Palestine. There were a lot of visits to the town this week. Former President Donald Trump was there. The head of North Fork Southern came. Pete Buttigieg was there. Senator J.D. Vance. And so the
1: question for you, Haley, is who
0: drank the tap water?
1: So, yeah, it's it's been a busy week for that little village. They've had a lot more attention than they've probably ever wanted in their life. Oh, yeah. Governor Mike DeWine and U.S. EPA Administrator Michael Regan were there on Tuesday trying to reassure local residents, local officials, that everything's okay, their water's safe now. So they were going around to a couple homes in the area. They had a few sips of the water out of the sink. They also did some in home air tests showing that the levels were back to normal that there weren't there wasn't any evidence of the chemicals from the derailment in the air. Again, just part of an effort to reassure everyone. A lot of people there are still very frustrated, you know, with the government response, really frustrated with the railroad. And that's part of why you're seeing so many people in and out of there right now.
0: Yeah. And the U.S. EPA and the Biden administration have all sort of said that Norfolk Southern is responsible and that they should be responsible for this. But also the state of Ohio says they're going to start holding hearings. They're going to bring folks in. They're going to kind of decide what the state response should be.
1: Yeah. And it's unclear what that's going to look like because the state doesn't have a lot of say in how railroads are regulated. It's all largely federal. You know, I think there's some stuff Ohio can do to deal with emergency response, emergency management, that kind of thing. So it'll be interesting to see the ideas that come out of that. Yeah.
0: And our second topic is abortion. After months of speculation about an amendment to protect abortion access, Ohioans finally learned this week what supporters want added to the state constitution. Their proposal would create a right for every individual to make and carry out one's own reproductive decisions. And that means decisions about contraception, fertility treatments, continuing a pregnancy, miscarriage, and abortion. And it would ban the state from directly or indirectly interfering with that right until fetal viability.
1: Yeah, so at this point, you know, the specifics are unclear, but like the state would be allowed to kind of interfere at the point of fetal you know, viability. The only exception to that would be if a doctor found that, you know, an abortion after viability, which is incredibly rare you know, what that would be necessary to save the pregnant person's life if it was a serious medical issue.
0: Yeah, and it does say that if there is widely accepted and, quote, evidence-based standards of care, that the legislature could craft laws around abortion. So certain, perhaps, qualifications for doctors, certain sort of, like, sanitary rules that they make for, like, most healthcare visits. Like, the state could put some restrictions on abortion before viability, but they would have to be based in science. And, you know, the groups promoting this said that that it would the burden would be on the government to prove that there was a scientific or health and safety reason for that particular restriction.
1: Yeah, and this is pretty similar to what Michigan did and Michigan approved their change to their constitution. I think the groups behind this wanted to keep it, you know, pretty broad, pretty, you know, easy to navigate and not something, you know, so specific getting into some of these really Hairy issues around abortion that, you know, make it controversial, just going at it with this idea of reproductive freedom versus not, I think, you know, is the will be interesting messaging. And I think, for them, kind of the kind of the key part of all this. Yeah.
0: And obviously the groups who oppose abortion access here in Ohio, like Ohio Right to Life, Center for Christian Virtue, a lot of the lawmakers across the street from us, they they are not happy with this. They do not like this. They think it is too vague, too permissive. But, you know, I talked to Senate President Matt Huffman and he said, you know, he's not looking to sort of pass a 10 week allowance in order to block a 20, you know, like they're they're talking about maybe doing some clarification of the heartbeat bill, you No, know, sort of clarifying exemptions for life of the mother, that kind of stuff. But it doesn't sound like the Republican caucus, at least in the Senate, is super interested in maybe doing something more moderate, like 10 or 12 weeks to kind of like
1: stave off this ballot amendment. And then you have Governor DeWine kind of vaguely saying that the legislature should do something basically to stave off the ballot question to ensure that whatever law is in place can't be overturned. He really hasn't specified what that looks like. I mean, we all know he's very, you know, anti-abortion. So I assume something in that realm. But that's that's been kind of his like indirect ask of the legislature at this point.
0: Yeah. And I think that's a very difficult question because I do think for some lawmakers over there, this is a real like firmly held religious belief when it comes to when life begins and they don't want to negotiate or compromise on that. And, you know, that's their their choice. And it it would be and I don't think you're going to get any Democrat to to sign on to a more restrictive abortion law. So, yeah, I don't know that they'll do much. I don't know. I also don't know that they'll go forward with, say, a full ban on abortion right now.
1: Yeah, maybe at this point they just wait and see how the ballot issue shakes out. There's also the question of what the deal is with the current law, the six-ish week ban that's in place. It's, you know, currently on hold in court. Attorney General Dave Yost wants to take it to the state Supreme Court. We'll see if they do. And
0: in some ways, I don't know if they I think if the six week ban went back in effect before this ballot measure, it's possible that could push more people to vote for it. I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. But our third topic is transgender children and the kinds of medical care they can access. Ohio conservatives have brought back a bill to ban surgery, hormones, and puberty blockers from being prescribed to transgender minors, so up until your 18th birthday. Teens that are currently on any of these medications would have 180 days from the bill signing to stop taking hormones or essentially leave the state. And it also has an aiding and abetting clause that would, it's not completely clear, but it sounds as though if a doctor recommended, say, that you go to Michigan to get testosterone, that doctor could lose their license for, quote, aiding and abetting. You know, the guy who introduced this, Representative Gary Click, says that he's trying to establish what he believes to be the highest standard of care for transgender individuals. But LGBTQ groups say taking these decisions away from families will actually harm Ohio's transgender youth.
1: Yeah, and this initial proposal is a lot more restrictive than what we saw at the end of the last GA. There was a lot of back and forth about that one. And in that the previous version, transgender minors could still take the hormone therapies. They just weren't allowed to get gender affirming surgery. So this is back to saying we don't want kids doing any of this.
0: Yeah, the, the previous iteration had a pathway that included like a mandatory to use of therapy and screening for things like depression and anxiety. It had a bunch of hoops that they would have to like jump through but it wasn't like a blanket ban. And you're right, this is a blanket ban. And the other interesting thing is this new version also deals with custody. It says that judges can't use a parent's acceptance or non-acceptance of a transgender child as grounds for custody.
1: Which feels a little solution in search of a problem and also you know begs the question of whether you know the government should be involved in those kind of family matters
0: yeah and will you know he representative click says that he has the support of speaker stevens speaker stevens didn't call me back so i don't know but we'll kind of see how much support this legislation has the proof will be in whether we get hearings whether we get a vote whether you know it actually moves forward and for that we're just gonna have to wait and see yeah Our fourth and final topic is the Boy Scouts. So Haley's been covering this issue. Um, State lawmakers also revived another bill from last year, and this one would help Ohioans who were sexually abused by Boy Scout leaders receive all the money that they could get under an, an agreement with the organization, right?
1: Yeah, so the Boy Scout settlement, which was approved last year, Some of the process is tied to the state statute of limitations and Ohio. If you want to sue an abuser or the institution affiliated with them, you have to file by the time you turn 30, one of the more restrictive laws in the country. So because of that, former scouts in Ohio would only be eligible for like 30 to 45 percent of what's owed to them. So this bill would scrap the statute of limitations in these cases specifically and say Former Boy Scouts in Ohio who were sexually abused or entitled to whatever's owed to them.
0: So it's a very narrow lifting of that statute of limitation.
1: Yeah, and it's narrowed even further than it was. The new version of the bill specifically says that this only applies to bankruptcies of organizations that are congressionally chartered, which includes the Boy Scouts and not many others, as the representative Bill Sites put it to me. There was a way of saying the Boy Scouts without saying the Boy Scouts. So this is kind of for, you know, institutions like the Catholic Church who might be worried about bankruptcy, the implications of this down the line and under the new version would not be affected by this.
0: And one more thing before you go. There's a bill in the Ohio Senate that would ban minors from using tanning beds. It's Senate Bill 59, introduced by one Senator Terry Johnson, and it would require Ohioans to be 18 years old before they could lie in those little beds with the tiny goggles.
1: I have a lot of questions about this. I did go tanning once before prom in high school at my mom's suggestion because I was and still am very pale.
0: Yeah, no, I I was super tanning like in the early 2000s when I was like, you know, in high school, going to college. Tanning was super popular. It was like a thing. I will admit to getting the little Playboy bunny sticker that you put on your hip so you could track how much darker you were getting. And I had like the tanning lotions. Like I did the whole thing. It's probably not a good idea. I do fake tan now as an adult. But like, yeah, I definitely remember when this was a really big thing, but I don't, maybe I'm just too old to know, but I didn't know it was still a really big thing. I thought we all kind of collectively moved on from it.
1: Yeah, I didn't either. Maybe lawmakers know something we don't. Ohio Politics Explained is brought to you by the
0: USA Today Network
1: Ohio Bureau. You can
0: find us on Twitter at Ohio Explained. And if you want to learn more about any of the topics we covered, check us out online at any of the newspapers in our network, like kashatintribune.com. That's
1: C-O-S-H-O-C-T-O-N-Tribune.com.